The Productive Woman, Episode 455. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk about a few very good reasons to consider decluttering your space, your time, and your mind. You'll find more information and links to some great resources in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 455. So maybe it's just me and maybe it's just the, the stage of life that I'm in. But this time of year, I'm thinking a lot about simplifying my life, which in my case led me to thinking more about decluttering, specifically about purging my space, my schedule, and my mind of stuff that's not adding value to my life. Now, we've talked about dealing with clutter in previous episodes. Uh, Check out, for example, episode 163, where we talked about clutter, stress, and simplicity, Episode 83, where I talked about the art of decluttering with some friends and fellow podcasters in France and Israel. And episode 277, where we looked at 10 things to declutter. We will link to these episodes and several others where we've talked about clutter over the years in the show notes for this episode in case you're looking for some inspiration. This week, I thought we would take a very quick look at just some good reasons to consider decluttering. I'm mostly going to be talking about decluttering our physical space, but I really think the same applies to our digital life, to our calendars, and really to every area of our life. In a day and age where more is better seems to be the guiding principle. So just as a starting point, what do I mean when I'm talking about clutter? It's going to be different depending on who you are and where you are. I love what Peter Walsh has said. Clutter is not just the stuff on your floor. It's anything that stands between you and the life you want to be living. And that's really what I've been thinking about in this context of decluttering, purging, however we want to phrase it. I don't believe that decluttering requires you to get rid of everything and live in Spartan surroundings or even just to become a minimalist. Maybe a better way to think of it, of what I'm thinking of when I'm talking about this, is simplifying your life by simplifying your space, your schedule, uh, all those areas of your life. And it's important, I think, to remember that one woman's clutter may be another woman's treasure. In other words, whether something, whether it's a physical item or an activity or whatever, whether it constitutes clutter is very situational. It depends on the person and the circumstances. So keeping that in mind, let's talk about nine good reasons to consider decluttering. And I'm going to go through these. I think this is going to be a short episode. I just wanted to kind of hit some highlights here that we could all be thinking about uh, some of the things that have been on my mind. And I'd love to get your thoughts on this as well. So the first one I thought about is, is pretty basic, 
by decluttering, you're going to save time for what matters most to you. When it comes to physical possessions, it's very simple. The less stuff you own, the less time you have to spend caring for it, cleaning it, moving it to clean around and under it, looking for it when you need it. So you're you're not going to be spending as much time on stuff, which gives you more time for the things that really matter to you. This, of course, is true with respect to activities. The less things you're doing that don't add value to your life, the more time you have for what really matters to you. So decluttering, first of all, is a time saver across the board. The second thing that I thought of, the second good reason is that decluttering can foster peace of mind, even in a very busy life. There's lots of research out there about the impact of cluttered space, for instance, on our minds. There was an article I read on an Australian website that I think is targeted towards physicians, and this article discussed various studies regarding the effects of clutter on our minds. And some of the the things that this article said that really kind of jumped out at me were, uh, first of all, the visual distraction of clutter increases cognitive overload and can reduce our working memory. So there are studies that show when we are surrounded by filled spaces, cluttered spaces, visually cluttered spaces, it draws our attention away from what we're doing, whether we're conscious of it or not, and can actually reduce our working memory according to some of these studies. Another thing the article said is this, clutter can make us feel stressed, anxious, and depressed. And the article cited some research from the United States that found that the levels of the stress hormone cortisol were higher in mothers whose home environment was cluttered. And it goes on to say, chronically cluttered home environment can lead to a constant low-grade fight-or-flight response, taxing our resources designed for survival. This response can trigger physical and psychological changes that affect how we fight bugs and, that is, you know, viruses and so on, and digest food, as well as leaving us at greater risk of type 2 diabetes and heart disease. The article also said people who sleep in cluttered rooms are more likely to have sleep problems, including difficulty falling asleep and being disturbed during the night. So these were just some of the things that the various studies this article referred to found as consequences of living in, working in, being surrounded by cluttered space. So it really does have an impact on our bodies and on our minds. And all of this dissipates to some extent when our space is less cluttered. Now, obviously, clutter doesn't cause all these things all the time. But if you are feeling uh, stressed out, if you're feeling um, distracted, if you're feeling, you know, unable to kind of remember things or whatever, one area to look at might be the space around you and whether some decluttering and purging of items that are not contributing to your well-being might help with some of these things. In addition, decluttering can help us to avoid decision fatigue. 
we have fewer decisions to make about stuff when we have less stuff. And one example that several sources that I looked at referred to was our clothing. So if our closet is stuffed full of clothes, whether or not everything fits and is in good wearable shape, we will spend more time deciding what to wear each day than if we have a more curated wardrobe of only things that fit, look really good on us, and uh, are appropriate to the season or that sort of thing. So reducing the amount of, of clothing that we have will reduce the amount of decision fatigue because when we open our closet, there are fewer things to sort of process and decide about. Same thing is true of in any area. So the less stuff we have, the less time we have to spend making decisions about what to use, what to do with it, where to store it, where to find it, all those sorts of things. So these are just a couple of examples of how decluttering can help foster peace of mind, which is something most of us, I think, could use more of. A third good reason to consider decluttering is that it will help us have greater enjoyment of the things that we keep. So from that Australian article that I mentioned earlier, they said, research does indeed show cluttered home environments negatively influence the perception of our homes and ultimately our satisfaction of life. The study authors note the strong effect is because we define home not just as a place to live, but as the broader constellation of experiences, meanings, and situations that shape and are actively shaped by a person in the creation of his or her life world. So a cluttered home is found in these studies to negatively affect how we feel about our homes and our satisfaction in life in general. And there's reasons that they go into why that's the case. So in general, we will enjoy life more if we are less surrounded by clutter. In addition, when we have lots of stuff of any particular type, each individual item can kind of get lost in the mass. And so we're not enjoying any of it maybe as much as we might. For instance, consider uh, the relative enjoyment of one excellent, beautiful painting on a wall instead of many different pieces of art. When you, there's one thing there, it, it brings it into sharp focus and you, you can really give your attention to it. And that can be true of, you know, I don't know, kitchen appliances and utensils. You know, if we've got just two or three really good ones instead of a whole bunch of them, we can really enjoy and make good use of the ones that we keep. So decluttering those areas can actually contribute to greater enjoyment of the things that we have. Think of the idea we've talked about in the past about less but better. And that's true in the belongings that we have, in the activities we participate in, in all different areas of our life. Having fewer but better quality belongings, experiences, whatever, will mean that we will enjoy them more. 
A fourth good reason to consider decluttering is that it will contribute to actually having safer space. One article puts it this way. It has been proven, sometimes the hard way, that cluttered homes can be unsafe. And I would say the same is true of offices and businesses and anything else. Uh, The article goes on to say, it is hard to fully enjoy our home life if boxes tumble down from shelves or we stub toes walking down hallways. When clutter takes over, we find ourselves buying more boxes, adding more shelves, and storing stuff up and out into what should be living space. Don't wait until a box falls on your head to start your decluttering habit, this article recommends. Uh, It says, safety first, Now is the time to put your boxes and bags to good use by filling them up with clothing, shoes, linens, toys, books, and all that other stuff you have not used in a long time. In this particular episode, I'm not going into the process of deciding what to purge, what to get rid of and what to keep. We've talked about that in past episodes and I can go into it again in a future episode, if you think that would be helpful. But the idea here is that our space that we live in will be safer and, again, more enjoyable, more pleasant, more peaceful if it's not overly cluttered with things that are not serving any purpose and not really adding value to our lives. So that's a fourth reason to consider decluttering. A fifth reason is that a decluttered space will contribute to more efficient and productive work, will be more productive in the sense of getting things done uh, well and efficiently. Simply put, less distraction equals improved focus. When our surroundings are cluttered, we are prone to being more distracted. There was an article on the negative impact of clutter on mental health that talked about this and said, our brains can only focus on a limited amount of stimuli at a time. And that's why, you know, if you go into, say, a spa, it's a very minimalistic environment, right? And that contributes to the peaceful, calm feeling as opposed to environments where there's lots of stuff located and lots of things going on and and thereby providing lots and lots of distraction. And when our brains can't focus, there's, there's so much stimulus that we can't focus on what we're doing, we're not going to be as effective or as efficient or as productive in getting our work done. That same article I just mentioned cites research that shows that People with cluttered homes tend to procrastinate on important tasks. Now, this likely could be because of the difficulty in overcoming the friction that results from having to dig through clutter to find the items you need to complete the tasks. Whatever the reason is, there are studies that have shown this. There's research that's been done that people with cluttered homes and cluttered offices tend to procrastinate more. Having a place for everything and everything in its place contributes to efficiency in completing tasks, wherever that might be, whether it's at home, at work, uh, wherever you are, because you don't waste time looking for the tools, the supplies, the materials, etc., that you need to accomplish your task, because you've pruned what you have and you've organized what you've kept 
so that when you need something to complete your task, it's there. It's so much easier to achieve this if we have less stuff. A sixth reason to consider decluttering is simply reduced stress. There is tons of research out there and so many resources that I looked at that talked about this. I mentioned earlier studies that various sources quoted found that women who reported more clutter in their homes had higher levels of the stress hormone cortisol throughout the day compared to women who had less clutter. And I've I've read materials before that talked about the fact that women... Uh, feel this effect in general more than men do. When we are surrounded by clutter, our stress hormones are elevated in a way that for whatever reason, most men don't experience it. So by decluttering, by purging things that don't contribute to efficiency and effectiveness or joy or whatever reason you might want to keep something, Um, you can reduce your stress level. Another article I read cited Dr. Robert London, who is a New York City-based mental health professional, who said, clutter leads to anxiety, embarrassment, family stresses, and more. When you relieve the problem and learn to throw things away, you feel better. And the article goes on to say, if you have ever felt anxiety rise at the thought of guests coming over, You know what that doctor is talking about. Anxiety can rise when we open a messy closet door or take a look at our garages. Science has shown that unnecessary stress and anxiety can lead to unforeseen health issues. And we've talked about that in past episodes, the the physical and, and mental and just general effects of stress on our bodies when one source of stress is, as these um, studies have shown, the clutter around us, then it's an area that we can take control of and reduce our stress level simply by getting rid of unnecessary stuff. Uh, a seventh reason for considering decluttering is that it's better for the environment. We don't always think about it in those terms, but in general, Less stuff being bought and and kept and stored is better for conserving finite planetary resources. So think about it in those terms. And by donating the things that you purge, you can make them available to others who will use them, thus improving their life as well as yours. And if you donate to a charity that serves those in need, even better. I think of a charity locally here that serves women who've experienced domestic violence. And when you donate clothing to that charity, the women they serve get sort of first chance to look at those clothes to see if there's something that fits them that, you know, that they need for their wardrobe. And then anything that their clients don't use gets sold in a thrift store that the charity operates to bring in money to help serve more people. So we can help our community and help our environment by first buying less stuff to begin with, and second, purging the things and donating them for others to take advantage of. An eighth reason to consider decluttering is that it can contribute to better relationships. From that one Australian article that I talked about earlier, 
Uh, They said, clutter might also have implications for our relationships with those around us. And it cites a 2016 U.S. study, which the article says, found background clutter resulted in participants being less able to correctly interpret the emotional expressions on the faces of characters in a movie. I think this goes back to what we talked about a minute ago about the fact that our brains can only process a certain amount of stimuli at any given time. And if we are in a cluttered environment where there's lots for our brains to process, according to this study, we're just going to have a harder time sort of reading the room, reading the people in the room, interpreting their expressions, which of course can have an impact on the relationships. If our space is less cluttered, we have less stuff in it, we're likely to have fewer conflicts with spouses, partners, or roommates over, at least over clutter-related disagreements. Uh, there's there a couple articles talked about the frequency of arguments among people who share living space or office space over the amount of stuff that was in the space and arguing over, you have too much stuff here, you're taking up too much space, you're making a mess here. We can... Um, mitigate those sorts of uh, conflicts by having less stuff, uh, which is therefore easier to keep organized. And finally, for purposes of this episode at least, a ninth reason to consider decluttering is that it can save you money. First of all, if you're not accumulating more stuff, you're not spending as much money. And if you're able to sell some of that excess, Uh, the things that you purge from your belongings, that's money in your pocket. But in addition to that, if we have less stuff, if we've decluttered and we have the things that we use and need and, and enjoy, we don't necessarily need as much space. We can have a smaller house or a smaller office, depending on what we're talking about here. We don't have to pay for outside storage. I did a kind of went down a rabbit hole when I was preparing for this episode, looking at how much people spend around the country on self-storage units and that sort of thing. And according to several articles that I read, just here in the United States, one of them said nearly 40% of Americans pay for outside storage, uh, providing around $38 million in annual revenues to the self-storage industry. And of that $38 million, and I think this was a couple of years ago, it may be more than that by now, but according to one study, 80% of that $38 million comes from households rather than businesses. So, so many of us have so much stuff, we can't fit it in our homes. So we're paying for a storage unit somewhere else to put stuff that we're not using because it's, you know, not at home. I thought it was interesting to note that a couple of articles talked about the fact that the, the Gen X folks are the most likely to use self-storage units followed by boomers, um, baby boomers. Now, this paying for outside storage that I was talking about, these articles don't even take into account all the stuff people store at other places maybe that they're not paying for, like their parents' attics or an extra storage shed in the backyard or the garage that's so full you can't park a car in there. Uh, Mike and I sometimes like to drive around and explore new neighborhoods where maybe houses are being built and that sort of thing just for just for fun. 
And we've often noted how you can drive down a, a residential street on a Saturday when people are out working in their yards or whatever and their garage doors are open and how many of the garages are so full that no car will fit in there. And I'm not saying that to condemn anybody. You're entitled to own whatever stuff you want to own. But I just think that's interesting. If you can't park in your garage, a garage that's meant for a vehicle, that means your vehicle's out in the weather. And so it's going to wear out sooner. Uh, here in, in North Texas, where we live, we get hailstorms uh, that can cause damage to vehicles. And so having a place to store your vehicle undercover is kind of important. And yet many of us can't do that because our garages are used for storing stuff um, that can't fit in the house. Just a thought. By decluttering, by purging some of the excess, you, you don't need as much space for it. So you're going to save money that way. If you move, it costs less to move less stuff, which is why so often people start to get rid of stuff when they're preparing to move. And so, you know, the thought occurred to me as I was thinking about that, why not start to enjoy the spaciousness now instead of waiting until it's time to move to a new home? So those are just a couple of ways that you can save money by decluttering your space. Those are some of my thoughts. According to an article on WebMD, some of the other benefits of decluttering include better focus, which we've talked about, higher self-esteem. I thought that was interesting. Better relationships, lower risk of asthma and allergies, and the article says generally improved lifestyle and well-being. There are so many benefits to decluttering. And again, going back to what I'm talking about when I say decluttering, decluttering is getting rid of clutter. What's cluttered, it's in the eye of the beholder. And I'm not suggesting that you have to get rid of stuff. When I talk about decluttering, I'm not saying you personally have to get rid of a single thing. If you enjoy your space and your schedule and you're content with how you feel in your space and your life, then celebrate that. I'm not suggesting you need to get rid of anything. I'm not saying we all need to, you know, get down to the bare minimum of possessions in order to have a peaceful life. But there are benefits to thinking carefully about and curating the possessions that we have, the activities that we undertake, etc. So if you felt stressed or frustrated or overwhelmed in any of the areas we've talked about, it might be worth taking a look at your space and your calendar and considering whether some amount of purging might help. And if so, just as a side note, I would say, remember, you can start very small, getting rid of a few things or a few activities as you go and see how it feels. Uh, see if you feel a benefit from it. I love what uh, Julie, I think it's Ubenga, is how her name is pronounced, on the Rich in What Matters blog said in a post. She says, decluttering your life changes more than the way your home looks and feels. It makes space for your soul to discover that your happiness never was found in all that excess stuff. And I guess that's the point at what I'm trying to get at here, that 
Uh, it's not about how much stuff you have or how much stuff you get rid of, but making room in your life, in your home, in your mind for joy, for discovering what really matters to you and making sure you have the time and the energy and the resources to pursue those things that matter most. So those are just a few thoughts I had on this, just a quick um I, I guess what I, a quick review of what I've been thinking about with respect to decluttering lately. I'd love to know what you think. What comes to your mind when you hear the word declutter? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. You can share those uh, thoughts in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 455. And that's also where you'll find links to a number of great articles and uh, on decluttering and on the benefits of it and reasons why you might consider it. And uh, as well as links to some of our past episodes where we've talked about decluttering. If you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I'd love to hear from you. So that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I hope you felt like it was worthwhile. I really appreciate you spending this time with me. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. <music>